Hey everyone, welcome back to the Thermo Diet Podcast. My name is Christopher Walker. I'm Jayton, otherwise known as the Research Cowboy. Or RC, or J-Rock. I go by many names. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to be talking about activators today, thermo activators. If you listened to the first episode, uh, we talked about kind of the difference between activators and blockers and why they're important. Activators being important because they're going to bring you back toward a more perfect state of health, otherwise known as thermo. And uh, you want to introduce activators back into your life because a lot of them, uh, you know, people just stop doing them over the years. Uh, they're just smart things to bring you back and get you on the right track. Uh, and they could be things outside of just diet. Uh, while they do include dietary things like overcoming micronutrient deficiencies, like certain foods could be considered activators for sure. Uh, but there are also other things that you can do in your life. Uh, certain activities and habits and that sort of stuff that are activators, even mindset stuff, ways of thinking. Uh, so that's what we're going to talk about today. And uh, let's just jump into it. So J-Rock, what's your favorite activator? My uh, favorite activator is dependent on the season. So I like to think of it in different ways. So you have like your physical activators and then you have like your mental activators, right? Like mm -hmm. your emotional and psychological activators. And so ski, ski season's coming around. That's going to be a good activator here pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Um, Snow, I hear if you snowboard, you get twice the activation of if you're skiing. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't heard that. Yeah, because there's like a cool factor to it. Hmm. You're I think cooler. That, I think that's completely <laughs> anecdotal evidence. So, <laughs> but, I read a study that claimed that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then I really enjoy just like uh, times of reflection and meditation, just sitting back and uh, thinking about things and especially like uh, positive things, you know, yeah. and kind of working things out. I like that. Not ruminating on negative things, but mm -hmm. actively building positive thoughts. Mm -hmm. Focusing on progression. Yeah. Yeah. A better future. Mm -hmm. A better now. Yeah. Um, cool. What's your favorite activator? Beef. Yeah. Good beef. Number one. F other food-wise, I got to say, like, fresh squeeze OJ. So good. Yeah. Um, it's like crack. And then, <laughs> though I've never had crack, so I don't know what that's like. Yeah. But uh, another one, though, I like to do seasonally uh, is hiking. Hmm. Living here in Boulder, hiking's, you know, pretty unmatched pretty sure it's like one of the best places in the country at least to do it maybe the world uh there are a lot of hiking trails and it's always sunny here it's sunnier in boulder than it is in southern california there are more sunny days per year uh so getting out in the sun you know just shirtless hiking get get some good natural vitamin d production uh, i like to be out in the sun i don't wear sunscreen uh we could talk about sunscreen in another episode but i did a video on the youtube channel about it there's there's tons of stuff in sunscreen chemicals that actually have been shown in real research to cause cancer by yours truly by the way yeah yeah by by the research cowboy oh. um so i like to get out in the sun without sunscreen go uh go hiking and you know walking is another good one mm. hiking is just kind of like more of a uh situational walking hmm. in the mountains or, or wherever um but hike or walking is great like try to get ten thousand steps a day feel really good and you sleep really well if you get twenty thousand 
Uh, but anywhere between 10 and 20 is a great target. Uh, it also helps you think, it helps hmm. you reflect on things and come up with good ideas and kind of get out of a situation um, that you're normally in and go and take some rest. It's almost like a like an active meditation. And uh, that's that's a good one. Uh, what else? Snowboarding for sure. You know, while you're skiing, I'll be snowboarding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get up at high altitude. There's research showing the altitude itself is just better for your thyroid gland in, in general and longevity. Hmm. Um, so we're lucky that we live at altitude in Colorado, but then getting up in the mountains during the winter is really fun because you get up, you know, you can be up at 11 to 13,000 feet for uh, snow sports. And that's, you know, it's great exercise. Uh, being up there, you know, for a weekend is also extremely healthy. Get out in the fresh air. You don't have this contaminated air. Uh, I've lived in big cities for, you know, multiple big cities throughout my life, like New York and Los Angeles. And the air in those places is just not very good. So when you get up in the Colorado mountains or, you know, anywhere out in the snow and just fresh air, it's really good for you. Hmm. It's a good activator. Nice pine scent too. Boulder pine. Oh yeah. It's really good. So if we can go back to like the foundational element, what makes something an activator? So like what allows it to push us more towards thermo? So it's essentially doing things. It's introducing things into your life that are going to improve your hormonal balance, help you overcome some sort of deficiency. Uh, the kind of helping you uh, achieve the key things that are going to uh, define true health hmm. and what health really is. And that's something we could talk about. I mean, it's just, it was kind of wild when I realized it, but nobody actually tries to define health. They just use the word healthy. Like that's healthy. That's healthy. Well, what is health? Mm-hmm. What's what's healthy in general? You can't say a bean is healthy if you don't define what health really is. So everything, nothing matters unless it's got like a reference point. It's it's got to be in the within the context of something else, mm-hmm. relative to something else. So the way that with thermo, the way that we define health is that you basically don't have micronutrient deficiencies and you are hormonally balanced. That is what I think is the real definition of health. Therefore, anything that, that goes against that is not healthy. Mm-hmm. So uh, that would be a blocker, you know, so, and that's kind of how we're just classifying things. It's easy to think about. Uh, and then an activator is something that's going to support that health goal mm-hmm. of, be- of being, you know, micronutrient rich in your body, not deficient and hormonally balanced. So these are things that you can do that are going to actively bring you toward that state of health. Hmm. Uh, blockers are things that are going to take you away from it. Hmm. And we'll do another episode on blockers. And so that's basically anything that builds up your resiliency to something throwing you out of that balance and then helping to bring you back. Mm-hmm. Could be stress related, could be, you know, micronutrient related. Uh, and there's a lot of ways to overcome these things. like. I mean, vitamin D deficiency is super common. Hmm. You can use a vitamin D supplement or you can get out in the sun and produce your own vitamin D, either of which are fine options. But it's just a framework for thinking yeah. and making good decisions. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the easiest activators to get in somebody's life right off the bat? Walking. The easiest things would probably be just things that like people can't hide from. They're not, you, you can't make an excuse mm-hmm. about it. Because a lot of people like to 
play the victim, right? Say, like, oh, I, that sounds great, but I can't do that. I'm sure you can. The walking, I mean, everyone can walk, right? Unless right. you're somehow not physically able to walk. Um, that's an easy one. Even if you can't get outside during certain times of the year, you can walk on a treadmill. It's not ideal, but it's still walking. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people don't realize like, you know, walking is good for your health. Well, there's so many different things that simply just walking can affect. Like there's a bunch of different, um, like sensors and receptors in the body that are correlated between walking and digestion. So mm -hmm. people that walk for long amounts of time throughout the day, their digestion is usually really good. Mm -hmm. um, and then it helps like move around the lymph system. So you're getting all that good lymph pumping around because it doesn't have a quote unquote pump like the circulatory system of the heart does, you know, mm -hmm. with the blood. Well, it's good for your circulatory system too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good for just strengthening muscles. It's uh, a good way if you're, especially if you're trying to lose weight and trying to lose body fat, to uh, have a habit pattern daily that's going to support that. Just uh, use some extra energy, hmm. and um, it, in a way that's not going to throw off your hormones. It's more of a, of a rejuvenative process. It's going to help lower stress, not increase it. Mm -hmm. uh, endurance sports in general increase stress. They're going to increase chronic, like chronically elevate cortisol levels which ends up throwing off your hormonal balance. So things like steady state running that a lot of people do, um, like heavy cycling and uh, pool swimming, whatever, these long distance type things are gonna throw off your, your uh, cortisol and chronically elevate it and therefore suppress protective hormones. Uh, so you don't wanna do that, but walking actually lowers cortisol mm. and helps you, because most people don't have the issue of too low of cortisol. Mm -hmm. like everyone's somewhat stressed out in some way, right? So you gotta build these these activator patterns in your life that help you regulate the stress. I think walking's a really good one. Yeah, and uh, especially out in nature. So like we look, whenever we look at hormones, we have our protective hormones and our stress hormones, and cortisol is one of those key stress hormones, right? And there's lots of studies that show just walking out in nature um, dramatically lowers cortisol and raises a lot of the protective hormones too. Yeah, there was a study that compared treadmill walking versus nature walking. And the nature group, they walked the same distance as the, both groups did. And the nature group, I think, had like a 40% lower cortisol level or something like that. Really? Yeah, it was wild. It was somewhere between 20 and 40%, but like a very significant drop in cortisol. Wow. Same distance walked, just different setting. Yeah. One thing that I really enjoy doing is like, walking around in a new neighborhood or like a new environment because mm -hmm. um, it's really good for like brain plasticity too. Yeah. So if you're, new, if you're in a new environment, your brain works in a different way. So if you're ever stuck with trying to come up with a new idea or something, try going somewhere unknown and walking around in that area. It's almost like a, a breakthrough strategy. Yeah, it's a good idea. When you notice too, when you're in a new area, time slows down. Hmm seems like it takes forever to find some place that you've never been before or whatever, like if you're looking for it. But then once you've been there, your your brain just naturally is going to shut down a lot of that and it becomes a habitual thing. Like it, it kind of filters everything. So that's what you've noticed. Like the first time you drove to maybe to a new house, right? Or from a new house to a new office, to your office. It probably was, it was so foreign. It seemed like it take a little, it would take a little longer. Um, but after you do it over and over and over for a year, like it's just 
you know, you just zone out. You don't even think about anything uh, not related to that environment. But you, it's easier for you to stay in the same the same sort of thought pattern mm-hmm. within that that physical space. So it totally makes sense because when you're broken from that, um, your brain is completely stimulated in a different way. Uh, I like to do that. Like if if uh, I'm feeling like really burned out, just go to do travel to another, like a different city, spend some time just walking around. Um, go to different places and see different things and meet people and whatever. Uh, usually I come up with like really good ideas and I come back feeling really relaxed and rejuvenated. Hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I, I experienced that recently. Yeah. Yeah. Jayton was in Italy. Yeah. Learning some Italian. Yeah. So that, that was pretty nice. I got to get my walking in along the cliffs of the Italian coast. That was pretty cool. You said you did some cliff diving in Cinque Terre. Yeah, I, don't, I went cliff jumping in Cinque Terre, which is like um, five cities connected along the coast of uh, the Mediterranean Sea in Italy. Um, beautiful place. I'll definitely be back sometime. Yeah. Yeah. But, Did you meet any uh, Italian girls? No, I didn't. I actually yeah. met um, a group of University of Arizona students that were uh, studying abroad. Nice. And so I, I got to hang out with them for a little while and jump off some cliffs. Cool. That was cool. Yeah. Did you learn Italian? Um, I learned a few things, but you know, I got the Google Translator app, so I would just oh, yeah. type something up in there and have them read it, and they'd be like, "I have no idea what you what you're you talking about." How to about. order a yeah. coffee? Uh, no. No. Because I could just say I I just would say espresso, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, toss it at me." All right. Yeah. But mm. uh, so walking's one. What about light? Light, yes. Light's interesting. Um, blue light, there's a lot of research showing that excess blue light on the on the retina uh, is going to elevate stress hormones, cause eye issues and general vision issues and so forth. And actually, if you're watching the video of this, Jane's wearing blue blocking glasses right now. Yeah. Blocking it. But red light, on the other hand, is actually a wavelength that can be very healing on the body, which is really cool. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, what's the difference between being under, you know, regular lights inside and going outside and getting sunlight exposure? Well, you're not going to have any sort of natural vitamin D production from fluorescent light, hmm. uh, but you will from the sun, which is definitely interesting. Hmm. Um, it's obviously better to be outside. Yeah. Right. Isn't it? So sunlight's really regenerative, regenerative for different tissues in the body, like the thyroid and the testes specifically, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's research showing that if you expose those glands specifically to sunlight for, you know, the studies typically are somewhere between 30, 60 minutes. Mm. Um, That gland itself starts to operate way better, acutely, like right away. Uh, So the, I forgot the exact number, I read the study a million years ago, but it was on on the testes direct sunlight on the testes, I think it was 30 minutes, had just a huge boost in natural testosterone. It was like 200%, wasn't it? Yeah, something stupid like that. Yeah, Yeah. it was crazy. Um, So good luck finding a place where you can lay out naked in the sun. But if you can, you should do it. So you can get gravity boots and then just hang upside down in your backyard. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure how your neighbors would like that, but that would be really effective if you're trying to increase your testosterone yeah, you levels. get kind of the underside exposure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried this? Do you have roommates? <laughs> um, 
No. <laughs> so that may be a future project that I have whenever I get my own place is uh, having somewhere I can hang upside down in my backyard. Yeah, south facing, you know. So yeah, sun sun yeah. is always there. Rises in the east, sets in the west. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> That's why they always put solar panels on the roofs, south facing. Oh, really? They usually they try to because the sun's typically going to okay well exposed unless you're like kind of getting blocked by an apartment complex i think i'll be facing west because i'm not going to be out there all day and i don't want to get like more exposure to my left than my right so yeah you don't want to get burned yeah you know out there (laughs) but um no so red light like you can get these different devices that you can just hang up in a bedroom or something and use them um and get full body exposure pretty easily right yep yeah it's, it's pretty simple You'll find that too when you put like on your, especially on your thyroid, if you expose it to red light for you know, 15, 20 minutes, it starts buzzing. Hmm. It's kind of a sign that it's, it's activated. Right. Yeah. And it increases like the function of those cells, right? So they're mm-hmm. producing more energy. Again, it's, it's, all, it's all back to like in, improving the, the order in the body hmm. as opposed to disorder. Right. Right. So the light, the red light wavelength for whatever reason, restores order to the, the hmm. structure mm-hmm. it's interesting super interesting hmm. one thing that i noticed too is like the effect that it has on the mood mm-hmm. so like whenever it's cloudy and gloomy outside you kind of feel kind of depressed kind of low, and, yeah. yeah and then whenever it's nice and sunny you feel pretty great that is one of the reasons i like going to mexico Cabo. yeah yeah feel so good spend all day out in the sun you know yeah heck Get yeah some good food so uh what's another easy activator that somebody can start with we got Let's walking see. light well i think uh you're talking about cliff jumping i think mm. the ocean is a good one if you have access to it or just like fresh water mm-hmm. of some kind like here in boulder we have the creek right there let's go jump in the creek a little cold mm-hmm. cold exposure and uh, natural spring water, or if you can find some ocean water that's not polluted, then go jump in there too. Get all the minerals. Because a lot of these natural water sources are just rich in minerals, and they're easy to absorb through your skin. Yeah. I like to take uh, magnesium salt baths with some baking soda. Yeah. Um, or you can do like a foot bath or something that's like what that I would too. Do. Yeah, I used to do foot baths. Uh, one interesting thing I used to do. I haven't done it in a while. Uh, I learned it actually from the guys in Dollar Beard Club. I don't know if you remember the, that yeah. company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really cool dudes, um, Chris and Alex, and they introduced me to, the, to this liver detox idea um, where you would, and I would do this when I lived in LA, I would do it you know, every weekend. And I would sit with a, like a Epsom salt foot bath and get a hot, uh, one of those like bla- water bladders, mm-hmm. uh, fill it with really hot water, then uh, soak this gauze in, soak like kind of medical gauze in castor oil. Put the gauze over the liver area on, on the on the body, and then put the hot water on top of it, mm-hmm. and you sit there for like thirty minutes. And it's interesting because if if you drank alcohol the day before you start to get a buzz again. What happens is it ends up, the heat pulls uh, this, the alcohol or whatever toxins up out of the liver organ, it's wild. And uh, 
that it just kind of pulls it back out into the bloodstream so you can flush it out uh-huh. and uh it's just it was it was really cool and i would feel extremely good after you'd get the buzz and it would go away and, and then you would just pee out everything and it would be like kind of dark yellow or whatever mm-hmm. it was kind of insane how how well it worked dang um but then you'd feel great afterward, really relaxed, especially with the foot bath and everything. Hmm. Just kind of a cool little random thing I would do. That's awesome. Yeah. Heck yeah. So um, any other activators you can think of that's easy for people to put into their life? Well, I mean, just good good food. Yeah. Get that thermo food. Mm-hmm. Um, S- sleep's a big one too. Definitely sleep. If you yeah. can sleep eight hours a night, you're going to feel way better than if you only sleep four or six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And a, a, a big tip for that is avoiding like technological screens, like TVs, phones, computers, stuff like that for about an hour before you go to sleep. Cause that blue light is very stimulating to the brain. And so it's going to cause, um, you not to be able to secrete some of the hormones that are necessary for triggering sleep. Mm-hmm. So also like breathing exercises, yeah really good it could be mm-hmm. as little as 10 or 15 minutes and it just really relaxes your body and especially if you try like i've tried certain ones um the wim hof one's really interesting mm-hmm. the uh transcendental meditation idea is really interesting and it it works really well uh it's it's repetitive that one have you, have you tried that before Mm-mm. uh it's super simple it's, it's basically there's a mantra like a word and the word could mean something or it might not mean anything. It could be like, you know, blah, 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 or I don't know. It's a bad, bad example. <laughs> Use the word thermo, right? So thermo. So you just end up in your head, you repeat, repeat that word over and over and you just fall into a trance, which is interesting because hmm. of that repetition. But your whole body, once you enter that trance, like your body just completely relaxes, like all the muscles, everything. Um, that could be effective for someone go- before they're going to bed. Could be just effective throughout the day. I know a lot of people use it throughout the day. What the official like TM thing that they do is, they say uh, do it 20 minutes twice a day, hmm. and people use it just midday to relax, like kind of hit the reset button in the middle of the afternoon. Like all right, might be stressed out at work or or whatever, just reset real quick, get back to it. Um, just deep breathing in general is really really good. Mm-hmm. It might not be any sort of meditation or anything, but if you're just focused on breathing in and out, uh, one technique that I told the thermo warriors back I don't know, a couple of years ago was just like the seven, seven, seven technique, mm. seven seconds in inhalation, seven second hold, seven second release mm. and just do it over and over. Yeah. Um, breathing is wild. Like you, if you get really deep into it, you can have like a like psychedelic experience or people have all sorts of experiences. Yeah. But a lot of it comes down to just relaxing, mm-hmm. um, getting more oxygen in the body. Yeah. Cause a lot of people, they, first of all, they mouth breathe, which is not ideal, but then also they don't breathe deep enough and they're constantly hyperventilating throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So they, they get real tense and anxious and have real bad anxiety just from breathing incorrectly. Yeah. Yeah, so breathing is a good one. Uh, also, I think a lot of people, like one thing that that I've heard a lot of people say is like their inability to sleep comes down to being in a, being enabled to turn their brain off, mm-hmm. like constant going, going, going. 
And uh, one thing people don't know is that that's a sign of sympathetic dominance mm -hmm. in general, where your sympathetic nervous system is kind of overriding everything. Uh, and sympathetic dominance itself, especially when you don't have like a real reason for that anxiety or that level of, like, you know, crazy thought. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you have like some big problem you got to solve or whatever. But if you don't and it's still happening uh, and it's just like your brain's thinking about like random stuff all the time and especially when you're trying to fall asleep. Uh, I would get your micronutrients tested because typically it, it would correlate with a high calcium level and a low magnesium, sodium, and potassium. Mm -hmm. So by correcting that, bringing those back to a normal level, it'll go away. Uh, you'll relax. Yeah. I do notice that whenever I began to supplement with magnesium right before bed, um, sleeping is just at, like not falling asleep is out of the question almost. Oh yeah. In a lot of cases. Yeah. And then, uh, you can have very vivid dreams, sometimes lucid, like where you can control them. Yeah. Uh, some people have nightmares and stuff too, but you know, even nightmares you can, they're interesting. So, um, there's actually a correlation between, uh, high adrenaline levels whenever you're sleeping, which is another stress hormone and very vivid nightmares. Hmm. So, by correcting those micronutrient deficiencies, if you have nightmares a lot of the times, then that could also be something that you could try out to alleviate them. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think one of the most important things people could do is test their micronutrients. Mm -hmm. It'll show you just how deficient you are. I mean, they're, they're, these deficiencies are not uncommon. Like they, most of the population, if not everybody, at any moment is deficient in stuff. Mm. Uh, and that comes down to a lot of reasons, but, um, it's helpful to know your data. I mean, a lot of people just fly blind their whole life and they just think stuff is genetic or like fate. You know, mm -hmm. it's not true. Yeah. Get real data, yeah. fix it. Especially with like epigenetics now too, we've actually been, been able to come to the realization that it's not all because of the genetic makeup from our parents, right? Yeah. It's more of the environmental factors of the expression of those genes, right? Well, even the passing of, of um, genes is kind of convoluted because uh, you you can look at like there's research show a lot of it um, government funded too where they know about it uh, but it's not widely known in general mm -hmm. the population of of thyroid issues very very commonly being passed from the mother to the child mm. and uh, it was because of the mother's deficiencies really and so in the womb the, the child was also deficient, therefore had these issues when they were born. Wow. Immediately, and it's a huge issue, like like mass populations of people. Uh, there are studies done in, in other countries, like African countries in India, where they would show a lot of this happening rapidly. Um, so it's something that people might chalk up to genetics. Oh, I've always had this problem. Well, it's not really genetic, it was just the fact that your mother was deficient in mm -hmm. those things, and now you are too. Mm -hmm pretty logical i mean it's not wild to think about this stuff. yeah and that's kind of like almost a paradigm shift realizing that you've been deficient in these things your entire life and you could change that one thing simply by just correcting those micronutrient deficiencies yeah and a lot of these vitamins or minerals only cost 10 20 bucks on amazon in a lot of cases yep yeah and then we make a lot of specialty formulas with umzu designed to help with with this stuff and uh, hit you know the the right micronutrients and the right dosages that are shown in research to actually overcome that deficiency, so that's helpful as well. 
And it's really, you know, and then again, like ch changing your diet so that you can digest the nutrients better mm -hmm. so that you're not filling your diet with anti-nutrients that's pulling at the, that are pulling these micronutrients out of your body and um, being able to digest everything that you're eating. Mm. It, it's all tied together. And that's what thermo is. That's, it's like the thought framework behind this whole thing. Heck yeah. So um, do we have any resources to leave these guys with? Yeah, I mean, I think if, if you're not signed up for the Thermo course or if you haven't checked out thermodiet.com, I'll go over there right now, check it out. Uh, if you could get in the Facebook group. We've got the best Facebook group. Uh, people are awesome in there. Everyone's cool. So if you're ready to you know, get some support, get some help on your Thermo journey, you can go check that out. Uh, you can check out the Thermo 30 roadmap just by Googling Thermo 30 roadmap. Uh, and, you know, just subscribe to our podcast. We're going to have a lot of cool info on here look through the, or listen through the the old episodes and uh, learn as much as you can heck yeah so we'll also have all of our youtube uh channels and social media in the description below if you want to check those out too yep so, so thanks for listening subscribe to the show and we'll see you on the next episode have a good one